0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net. Or if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. Also on that website, there's an option to subscribe called Lesson Sign-Up where you can request an email for um, yourself, including the daily text reading and the lesson for the day from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we are finishing Chapter 7, The Consistency of the Kingdom. We'll be reading Section 11, The Confusion of Strength and Weakness, and Section 12 state of grace. We're also mindful of our lesson today, lesson 87, which is a review lesson of lesson 73, I Will There Be Light, and lesson 74, There Is No Will But God's. And by way of opening this morning, I was really happy to land on this poem from Albert Camus, which I'm sure is very familiar. Um, But in light of today's lesson in reading, it seemed most perfect my dear in the midst of hate I found there was within me an invincible love in the midst of tears I found there was within me an invincible smile in the midst of chaos I found there was within me an invincible calm I realized through it all that in the midst of winter I found there was within me an invincible summer. And that makes me happy. For it says, no matter how hard the world pushes against me, within me, there's something stronger, something better, pushing right back. An invincible love. Amen. Thank you, Lori. I was not... Thank you, Lloyd. Beautiful. Thank you. Oh, thank you, guys. By the way, we hold that light. Okay, my friends, here's my reading list, our reading list. We have Fran, Lemoyne, Robin Marie, Karen, Charles, Steve, and Sandra, who are joined and listening this morning by Harrison and Ida and Judy. Is there anyone else? I think that's all of us. So, let's go ahead and get started then in Chapter 7, The Consistency of the Kingdom with Section 11, The Confusion of Strength and Weakness. In Paragraph 101, You no more recognize what is painful than you know what is joyful, and are in fact very apt to confuse the two. The Holy Spirit's main function is to teach you to tell them apart. However strange it may seem that this is necessary, it obviously is. The reason is equally obvious. What is joyful to you is painful to the ego. And as long as you are in doubt about what you are, you will be confused about joy and pain. This confusion is the cause of the whole idea of sacrifice. Obey the Holy Spirit, and you will be giving up the ego, but you will be sacrificing nothing. On the contrary, you will be gaining everything. If you believe this, there would be no conflict. A friend. Eleven. The Confusion of Strength and Weakness. Paragraph 101. You no more recognize what is painful than you know what is joyful and are in fact very apt to confuse the two. The Holy Spirit's main function is to teach you to tell them apart. However strange it may seem that this is necessary it obviously is. The reason is equally obvious. What is joyful to you is painful to the ego And as long as you are in doubt about what you are, you will be confused about joy and pain. This confusion is the cause of the whole idea of sacrifice. Obey the Holy Spirit and you will be giving up the ego. But you will be sacrificing nothing. On the contrary, you will be gaining everything. If you believe this, there would be no conflict. 102. That is why you need to demonstrate the obvious to yourself. It is not obvious to you. You believe that doing the opposite of God's will can be better for you. You also believe that it is possible to do the opposite of God's will. Therefore, you believe that an impossible choice is open to you and one which is both very fearful and very desirable. Yet God wills. He does not wish. Your will is as powerful as his because it is his. The ego's wishes do not mean anything because the ego wishes for the impossible. You can wish for the impossible, but you can will only with God. This is the ego's weakness and your strength. Thank you, Fran. And LeMoyne.
1: All right, Uh, 102. That is why you need to demonstrate the obvious to yourself. It is not obvious to you. You believe that doing the opposite of God's will can be better for you. You also believe that it is possible to do the opposite of God's will. Therefore, you believe that an impossible choice is open to you and one which is both very fearful and very desirable. Yet God wills. He does not wish. Your will is as powerful as His because it is His. The ego's wishes do not mean anything because the ego wishes for the impossible you can wish for the impossible but you can will only with God this is the ego's weakness and your strength the Holy Spirit always sides with you and with your strength as long as you avoid his guidance in any way you want to be weak yet weakness is frightening what else then can this decision mean except that you want to be fearful the holy spirit never asks for sacrifice but the ego always does when you are confused about this very clear distinction in motivation it can only be due to projection projection of this kind is the confusion in motivation And given this confusion, trust becomes impossible.
0: Thank you, Lemoyne. And Rama Marie.
2: Hi. Um, The rain is coming down so hard on my car that I think I better skip reading because I can barely hear you guys.
0: Oh, okay, hon. Thank you. Uh, Then Karen.
3: 103. The Holy Spirit always sides with you and with your strength. As long as you avoid his guidance in any way, you want to be weak. Yet weakness is frightening. What else then can this decision mean except that you want to be fearful? The Holy Spirit never asks for sacrifice but the ego always does. When you are confused about this very clear distinction in motivation, it can only be due to projection. Projection of this kind is a confusion in motivation. Given this confusion, trust becomes impossible. 104. No one obeys gladly a guide he does not trust. But this does not mean that the guide is untrustworthy. In this case, it always means that the follower is. However, this too is merely a matter of his own belief. Believing that he can betray, he believes that everything can betray him. Yet this is only because he has elected to follow false guidance. Unable to follow this guidance without fear, he associates fear with guidance and refuses to follow any guidance at all. If the result of this decision is confusion, this is hardly surprising. The Holy Spirit is perfectly trustworthy, as you are. God himself trusts you, and therefore your trustworthiness is beyond question. It will always remain beyond question, however much you may question it.
0: Thank you, Karen. And Charles.
4: Thank you. 104. No one obeys gladly a guide he does not trust. It is not, does not mean that the guide is untrustworthy. In this case, it always means that the follower is. However, this too is merely a matter of his own belief. Believing that he can betray, he believes that everything can betray him. <coughs> Yet this is only because he has elected to follow false guidance. Unable to follow this guidance without fear, he associates fear with guidance and refuses to follow any guidance at all. If the result of this decision is confusion, this is hardly surprising. The Holy Spirit is perfectly trustworthy as you are. God himself trusts you, and therefore your trustworthiness is beyond question. It will always remain beyond question, however much you may question it. (laughs) 105, we said before that you are the will of God. His will is not an idle wish, and your identification with his will is not optional. Since it is what you are, sharing his will with me is not really open to choice, though it may seem to be. The whole separation lies in this fallacy. The only way out of the fallacy is to decide that you do not have to decide anything. Everything has been given you by God's decision. That is his will. And you cannot undo it. Even in the relinquishment of your false decisions making prerogative, oh, decision making prerogative, which the ego guards so jealously is not accomplished by your wish. It was accomplished by, for you, by the will of God, who has not left you comfortless. His voice will teach you how to distinguish between pain and joy, and will lead you out of the confusion of what you have made. There is no confusion in the mind of a son of God, whose will must be the will of the Father, because the Father's will is his Son. Amen. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Charles. And Steve.
5: 105. We said before that you are the will of God. His will is not an idle wish, and your identification with His will is not optional since it is what you are. Sharing His will with me is not really open to choice, though it may seem to be. The whole separation lies in this fallacy. The only way out of the fallacy is to decide that you do not have to decide anything. Everything's been given you by God's decision. That is, that is his will and you cannot undo it. Even the relinquishment of your false decision-making prerogative, which the ego guards so jealously, is not accomplished by your wish. It was accomplished for you by the will of God, who has not left you comfortless. His voice will teach you how to distinguish between pain and joy, and will lead you out of the confusion which you have made. There is no confusion in the mind of a son of God who will must be, whose will must be the will of the Father, because the Father's will is his son. 106, miracles are in accord with the will of God. Whose will you do not know because you are confused about what you will. This means that you are confused about what you are. If you are God's will and do not accept his will, you're denying joy. The miracle is therefore a lesson in what joy is. Being a lesson in sharing it is a lesson in love, which is joy. Every miracle is thus a lesson in truth. And by offering truth, you're learning the difference between pain and joy. Thank
0: you, Steve. And Sandra? Hi.
2: Hi. Hi. Good
0: morning. Did you get One unmuted line. Excuse me. It was me. Sorry. Okay, Sandra. Sandra, are you able to read? Oh, let's see. Do we have a new reader for um, 105 and one? Let's see now. 106 and 107, please. I can
2: read now. Okay,
6: Robin Marie. All right. Thank
2: you. The rain has stopped. Uh, 106 and 107. Miracles yes. mm-hmm. are in accord Miracles are in accord with the will of God, whose will you do not know because you are confused about what you will. This means that you are confused about what you are. If you are God's will and do not accept His will, you can only be not accepting what you are. but if your joy is what you are. You are denying joy. The miracle is therefore a lesson in what joy is. Being a lesson in sharing, it is a lesson in love, which is joy. Every miracle is thus a lesson in truth. And by offering truth, you are learning the difference between pain and joy. Twelve. The State of Grace, 107, the Holy Spirit will always guide you truly, because your joy is his. This is his will for everyone, because he speaks for the kingdom of God, which is joy. Following him is therefore the easiest thing in the world, and the only thing that is easy, because it is not of the world, and is therefore natural. The world goes against your nature because being out of accord with God's laws. The world perceives the world perceives orders of difficulty in everything. This is because the ego perceives nothing as wholly desirable. By demonstrating to yourself that there is no order of difficulty in miracles, you will convince yourself that in your natural state. There is no difficulty, because it is a state
0: of grace. Thank you, Robin Marie. And is there another new reader for 107
2: and 108? Yes. Thank you, Ida. 107. You're welcome. The Holy Spirit will always guide you truly, because your joy is His. This is his will for everyone, because he speaks for the kingdom of God, which is joy. Following him is therefore the easiest thing in the world and the only thing that is easy, because it is not of the world and is therefore natural. The world goes against your nature, being out of accord with God's laws. The world precedes orders of difficulty in everything. This is because the ego perceives nothing as wholly desirable. By demonstrating to yourself that there is no order of difficulty in miracles, you will convince yourselves that in your natural state there is no difficulty because it is a state of grace. 108. Grace is a natural state of every son of God. When he is not in a state of grace, he is out of his natural environment and does not function well. Everything he does becomes a strain because he was not created for the environment that he has made. He therefore cannot adapt to it, nor can he adapt to it, not, nor can he adapt it to him. There is no point in trying. A son of God is happy only when he knows he is with God. That is the only environment in which he will not experience strain because that is where he belongs. It is also the only environment that is worthy of him because his own worth is beyond anything he can make.
0: Thank you, Ida. Is there another new reader for one oh eight and one oh nine? Yes, um this is Jessica. I can
2: do it. Thanks, Jessica. Okay, 108. Grace is the natural state of every son of God. When he is not in a state of grace, he is out of his natural environment and does not function well. Everything he does becomes a strain because he has not created because he was not created for the environment that he has made. He therefore cannot adapt to it. Or nor can he adapt it to him. There is no point in trying. A son of God is happy only when he knows he is with God. That is the only environment in which he will not experience strain. Because that is where he belongs. Because that is where he belongs. It is also the only environment that is worthy of him. Because his own worth is beyond anything he can make. 109. Consider the kingdom you have made and judge its worth fairly. Is it worthy to be a home for a child of God? Does it protect his peace and shine love upon him? Does it keep his heart untouched by fear and allow him to give give always without any sense of loss? Does it teach him that this giving is his joy and that God himself thanks him for his giving? That is the only environment in which you can be happy. You cannot make it any more than you can make yourself. It has been created for you as you were created for it. God watches over his children and denies them nothing. Yet when they deny him, they do not know this because they deny themselves everything.
0: Thank you, Jessica. And is there another new reader for 109 and 110, please?
7: I can read now.
0: Thank you, Harrison.
7: Consider the kingdom you have made and judge its worth fairly. Is it worthy to be a home for a child of God? Does it protect his peace and shine love upon him? Does it keep his heart untouched by fear? and allow him to give always without any sense of loss doesn't teach him that giving is his joy. And that God himself, and that God himself thank Him for His giving. That is the only environment in which you can be happy. You cannot make it any more than you can make yourselves. It has been created for you. As you were created for it. God watches over his children and denies them nothing. Yet, when they deny him, they do not notice because they deny themselves everything. One tenth. You, who could give the love of God to everything you see and touch and remember, are literally denying heaven to yourselves. I'll read that again. You, who could give the love of God to everything you see and touch and remember, are literally denying heaven to yourselves. I call upon you again to remember that I have chosen you to teach the kingdom to the kingdom. There are no exceptions to this lesson because the lack of exceptions is the lesson. Every son who returns to the kingdom with this lesson in his heart has healed the friendship and given thanks to God. Everyone who learns this lesson has become the perfect teacher because he has learned it of the Holy Spirit who wants to teach him everything he knows. When a mind has only light, it knows only light. Its own radiance shines all around it and extends out into the darkness of other minds, transforming them into majesty.
0: Thank you, Harrison. And would there be another new reader
8: for 110 and 111?
6: This is Sandra...
8: I can read now. I'm back. I'm sorry I was on another call. Okay. Uh, did anybody um, else want to? Uh, Judy did. So would
0: how about Judy and then Sandra? Judy can,
8: and then I'll go. Yeah,
0: yeah, sure. Okay, thanks. Am I up? Yes, you are. 10 and oh. 11. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm on mute or what. You who could give the love of God to everything you see and touch and remember are literally denying heaven to yourselves. I call upon you again to remember that I have chosen you to teach the kingdom to the kingdom. There are no exceptions to this lesson because the lack of exceptions is the lesson. Every son who returns to the kingdom with this lesson in his heart has healed the sonship and given thanks to God. Everyone who learns this lesson has become the perfect teacher because he has learned it of the Holy Spirit who wants to teach him everything. He knows when a mind has only light It knows only light. Its own radiance shines all around it and extends out into the darkness of other minds, transforming them into majesty. The majesty of God is there for you to recognize and appreciate and know. Perceiving the majesty of God as your brother is to accept your own inheritance. God gives only equally. If you recognize his gift in anyone else, you have acknowledged what he has given you. Nothing is as easy to perceive as truth. This is the perception which is immediate, clear, and natural. You have trained yourself not to see it, and this has been very difficult for you. Out of your natural environment, you may well ask, What is truth? Since truth is the environment by which and for which you were created, did I read that right? Sounded funny. Out of your natural environment, you may well ask what is truth, since truth is the environment and for which by which and for which you were created. That's right. Thank you.
8: Perfect. Thank you, Judy. And then Sandra. The majesty of God is there for you to recognize and appreciate and know. Perceiving the majesty of God as your brother is to accept your own inheritance. God gives only equally. If you recognize his gift in anyone else, you have acknowledged what he has given you. Nothing is as easy to perceive as truth. This is the perception which is immediate, clear, and natural. This is the perception which is immediate, clear, and natural. You have trained yourself not to see it, and this has been very difficult for you. Out of your natural environment, you may well ask, what is truth? Since truth is the environment by which and for which you were created. You do not know yourself because you do not know your Creator. You do not know your creations because you do not know your brothers who created them with you. We said before that only the whole sonship is worthy to be co-creators with God because only the whole sonship can create like him. Whenever you heal a brother by recognizing his worth, you are acknowledging his power to create and yours. He cannot have lost what you recognize and you must have the glory you see in him. He is co-creator with God, with you. Deny his creative power and you are denying yours and that of God who created you. You cannot deny part of truth. You do not know your creations because you do not know their creator. You do not know yourselves because you do not know yours. Thank
0: you, Sandra. And is there another new reader for 12 and 13? 112 and 113. Okay, back to you, Fran. 112. You do not know yourselves because you do not know your Creator you do not know your creations because you do not know your brothers who created them with you we said before that only the whole sonship is worthy to be co-creator with God because only the whole sonship has can create like him whenever you heal a brother by recognizing his worth you are acknowledging his power to create and yours He cannot have lost what you recognize and you must have the glory you see in him. He is a co-creator with God with you. Deny his creative power and you are denying yours and that of God who created you. You cannot deny part of truth. You do not know your creations because you do not know their creator. You do not know yourselves, because you do not know yours. 113. Your creations cannot establish your reality any more than you can establish God's. But you can know both. Being is known by sharing. Because God shared his being with you, you can know him. But you must also know all he created to know what they have shared. Without your father, You will not know your fatherhood. The kingdom of God includes all his sons and their children, who are like the sons as they are like the father. Know them, the sons of God, and you will know all creation. Thank you, Fran.
1: Uh, And (laughs) LeMoyne. Your creations cannot establish your reality any more than you can establish God's, but you can know both. Being is known by sharing. Because God shared his being with you, you can know him, but you must also know all he created to know what they have shared. Without your father, you will not know your fatherhood. The kingdom of God includes all his sons and their children who are like the sons as they are like the father. Know then the sons of God and you will know all creation. Thank you Lloyd and thank
0: you everyone who read from these two beautiful sections about the will of God and, and the love of God. Um, let me check the time uh, before we decide. Yeah, now would be a perfect time um, to pause and reflect on the meaning of today's lesson as it's reflected both in the lesson and the reading. So I'll turn it over to you, Fran. Okay, thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the first part of the workbook, and we are on review two. And today we are on lesson, let me get to that, 87, review of 73 and 74. So I shall read a paragraph from review two. Introduction. Regard these practice periods as dedications to the way, the truth, and the life. Refuse to be sidetracked into detours, illusions, and thoughts of death. You are dedicated to salvation. Be determined. No. I think we have an unmuted line. (laughs) Be determined with each day not to leave your function unfulfilled. We'll go over to the lesson now. Lesson 87, review of 73. I will there be light. I will use the power of my will today. It is not my will to grope about in darkness, fearful of shadows, and afraid of things unseen and unreal light shall be my guide today this day I will experience the peace of true perception these forms of this idea would be helpful for specific applications this cannot hide the light I will to see you stand with me in light name in the light this will look different Now review of Lesson 74. There is no will but God's. I am safe today because there is no will but God's. I can become afraid only when I believe that there is another will. I am safe because there is no will but God's. There are some, these are some useful forms of this idea for specific applications. Let me perceive this in accordance with the will of God. It is God's will. You are his son, name, and mine as well. This is part of God's will for me. However, I may see it. And we'll take a moment and reflect on these. Lesson 73, I will there be light. Lesson 74, there is no will but God's. This day, I will experience the peace of true perception. Lesson 73, I will there be light. Lesson 74, there is no will but God's. Amen. Amen.
7: Thank you,
0: friend. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, guys.
3: Thank you, Fran. So great to have you do the lessons,
7: Gloria. I have a kind of a question. Um, The email reading. Today stops at one oh six. Oh got one oh six. Oh, I'm sorry. It goes on. Forget that. My bad. Okay. Um, uh,
0: there's only a certain certain amount of room yep. that constant contact allows her to transmit. So great, glad combat
1: that,
7: Harrison. Thank um. But. I will there be right And to think that there is another way with God is where I made my mistake. To think that I can... Um, Create like God is where I've made my mistake. My creations, apart from God, are illnesses, uh, attacks, grievances those are all my creations apart from God. And when I say I will there be light, I'm giving up my individual power to create and recognizing that I can only create with God. There's no other way to create. And the distinction the Course makes between make and create is significant for me because it helps me see where I have crossed the line from um, from what God and the Holy Spirit is teaching me and what I have decided to teach myself. I always think
4: maybe the worst
7: decision God made was to give me free will. Uh, but uh, when you get right down to it, it's the only way God could have created me because I am an extension of God, and so I have the, the same abilities that God. Have. so I can decide how to use those abilities. And with the help of the course and all of you, I'm learning that there is no will but God. And I can will there be a life. And when I do will there be life, clarity comes into my mind. I then understand why I say and do the things that I do. I finally am able to take control of my life and not allow people, places, and things, and events, and especially those that I have absolutely no control over to direct my thoughts and my feelings. There is no will, but God and God and I will that there be light. I'm complete.
0: Thank you, Harrison. That was so complete. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Harrison. Love yeah. it. Loved it, Harrison. Thank you.
8: Thank you, Harrison. morning this is Sandra and for me these lessons are really uh, focusing on the power of decision and that being the greatest power that I have is to choose and it says in paragraph 106 every miracle is thus a lesson in truth and by offering truth you are learning the difference between pain and joy and so if I'm experiencing any kind of suffering or pain and I offer it the truth, that brings me joy because it brings me relief right away. The truth brings me relief. The truth brings me joy. The truth about myself and the truth about my brothers and sisters. And then the only thing I'm here to that i that i grapple with is specialness so now i got to look at where i think i'm supposed to be special because because people aren't treating me the way i think they're supposed to be treating me and and therefore i think there's something wrong here instead of understanding that people are just mirrors mirrors of the things within me that i still haven't healed that i still haven't forgiven so they're really gifts. And those gifts give me an opportunity to heal, which can bring me joy. So it's, all, it's just all in how I perceive everything. And it's all in the power of decision. Will I choose to go through this process and and suffer with it? <laughs> because it's a process, and, and I don't always get immediate gratification from this process. Sometimes it's it's about waiting and having faith. and In fact, a lot of times it's about waiting and having faith. And those those are things that I've had to develop and learn and because um, they didn't come naturally to me because what came naturally was I want it all and I want it now and the world is broken and I need to fix it. And I'm broken and I need to fix me. Instead of knowing that God already fixed it, It's kind of comical in a way. And here I am laughing when I'm, you know, I spend most of the day I I have to hold back tears because there's a a deep sadness that's in me now. I could also look at it as tears of joy, that I am going through the purification process and I am awakening, even though it may not feel that way and it may not look that way. I'm complete.
0: Oh, that was so tender. Thank you, Sandra.
2: Thank yes, you so much, nice. Sandra. So many so many points you made that were just perfect and right and um beautiful and unfolding. Thank you for all of that.
0: Yes, thank you, Sandra.
2: This is Jessica. Um, You know, I feel like all of this, um, the lessons uh, for the day and the reading for the day is kind of like swirling around me in a beautiful spiral of upliftment. Um, When I add to it that I am not a body, it is all so much more like Achievable in my awareness, in my perception that, that, you know, the light is so much more present when I let go of thinking that I'm a body and um, I stand with you in light when I let go of thinking that I'm a body because I am light. And you are light, and we we stand or we float in the light together and um, it is the the will of God becomes so much more palpable when i'm not attached to the idea of a body i i don't I'm less likely to perceive myself as special in any way when I let go of thinking that I'm a body because. Who I am is just one more spirit energy being that is like a prism you know uh, of energy beings. We all have our own colors, but no one is more special than anyone else and um, the reading about you do not know yourselves because you do not know your creator. And you don't know your creations because you don't know your brothers uh, who created them with you. It's like, I can only believe and imagine that my brothers created the creations with me if I'm not thinking of myself as a body. Because it's hard to imagine creating something with the body, with another body that you know, or with a lot of other bodies. The only way that's possible is if I'm not a body. And um, so it becomes more and more clear that I am not a body. Who I am is a spirit, and we're all one together. And we are, therefore, um, <laughs> the majesty of God is there for us to recognize and appreciate and know Um and, and the way to appreciate and know the majesty of God is to recognize the majesty of God as my brother and sister and accept my own inheritance. And all of that is so much more accessible to me when I don't think I am a body walking around in my own little house here. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you.
0: Oh, that was so beautiful, Jessica. And so important. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jessica Good
3: morning, it's Karen. Um something that jumped out at me and I, and I thought I would just read it in the first person is uh, paragraph 108 Grace is my natural state it's also the natural state of every human being because every human being is the son of God when I don't feel I'm in a state of grace. I feel like I'm out of my natural environment and I cannot function well. Everything becomes a strain because I was not created for the world that was made by egos. I can't adapt to it. And it... I can't adapt to it nor can it adapt to me. And there is no point in trying. As a child of God, I am only happy when I know that I am with God. And that is the only environment in which I won't experience strain, because that is where I belong. It's the only environment that's worthy of me or my brothers. Because my worth and my brother's worth is beyond any world the ego can make. I thought to myself when I was reading that, and especially when I thought of it in the first person, wow, how I wish I could just tell that to my children. (laughs) You know, if you don't want to live in a world of strain, just accept that you're a child of God and be happy that you're one with God. Be happy when you know that you're one with God and that you are a part of God and then you won't have to struggle. You won't have to suffer. You won't have to be in this constant battle with the elements of the ego world that you try to control day and night. Anyway, thank you for letting me share that. It made me feel so happy to realize that and I'm just putting it out in those in the ethers, to my, both my children. You know, if they just want to live in a world where grace is abundant and peace is available and joy is available, then they just have to accept that they're part of God and complete.
0: Thank you, Karen.
2: Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Love. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. I'm with you. Lifting all the children up.
0: Yeah. I love that first person read. Thank you
7: very much. The toughest thing, Mrs. Harrison, is that it's not going to happen in the world of form, in the world. We seek, and God knows that we all wanted to. Um, you know, people of goodwill, same minds, don't want to see violence. And especially visited up on children. Uh, just seems like it can't get any worse than that. But that's the nature of the world. It it, it just simply reflects uh, a world without God. And yet, there is a world where God is. And the truth is, that's the world we reside in. And the sooner we can let go of this world, of form as a reality, the sooner we will be able to realize that we are living in the light. We, 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 darkness is not our will. Um, but <laughs> we made it challenging.
0: I'm complete. Thank you, Harrison.
7: Harrison.
2: Mm, So true, Harrison.
0: Thank you. I'm so. I'm just so. Um, want to roll with that? That um, perception, perception will be totally undone when learning is complete, and that you know this. I love this state of grace. It's so beautifully describes what our reality, with the capital R is, that we're purely mind, ideas in the mind, the consciousness of God. I am is the awareness of the totality of spiritual mind. It has nothing to do with form and nothing at all to do with differences in perception. It has nothing to do with being a body. And and being in the world, and the course describes that very clearly, time and time and again and again. Um, I love the paragraph 110 that that I read that says we could give the perfect love to God, to everything we see and touch and remember, and we are literally denying heaven to ourselves. That we made hell, we made hell, and we're so invested and substantiating our belief in it, that we literally every minute, every hour, every day, deny ourselves heaven, that heaven is eternally here and eternally now, that if I know myself as God created me, as the spirit in the state of grace forever, that nothing can touch me, nothing can harm me, and stand, understand that light, Light is understanding. I will to see the light. I will to see the light. <laughs> I will to see the light <laughs> of understanding that my mind is God's mind. It's a part of God's mind. I, Judith, am not God, and I am not a creator. You know, what we imagine in our minds is, is a hallucination. And and imagine, imagine, we imagine ourselves to be a body it's sim simply what is the line in the reading our false <laughs> false relinquishment of our false decision-making prerogative that reality is for us to decide that we choose this to be our reality when the course specifically time and time and time again says this is not real, your body is not real, you are not your body. No, I don't want to be a body. No, this body is real. And it's like, no, 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 it's not real. And the line that says that, to see things that are not here in the, in the lesson, that I will to see the light and, and not to see things that are not here. I want to see the spirit. I want to see the joy, the happiness. That's inherent in recognizing my healed mind acknowledges the truth that I am one mind, one experience, shared with every living thing. Everything and everybody is one and the same thing. And it's not separate. There's no no gaps. There's no separations anywhere. It's one seamless wholeness, holiness itself. It's God itself. And... So I want to see the power and the glory and the magnitude of the one mind. I can't limit myself to being a little self. Nobody does this to me except me. And it, it's denying the truth of my reality that makes me long for it, that makes me search for it. And I'm, I can't find it except within myself. And it's here. Harrison, you always share too, I can't seek outside myself to find myself. The truth, the peace, the happiness, the joy is not found outside of me. And if I'm looking to find it in relationships and things which temporarily satisfy the longing and restore peace and happiness to me, momentarily I will resume the search again. So any seeking or searching is of the ego. Any discontent, any restlessness, irritability with what is is not seeing the wholeness and the totality of it. It's a one big beautiful thing, and it's all in me, all within me, all within the beautiful creation of the mind that God shares with me that's formless. I can't grasp it, I can't hold it, I can't own it, because it doesn't belong to anyone in particular, it's shared, it's absolutely shared. There's no lines, no distinctions, no differences between anyone or anything within it. The form is deception of differences, and the Holy Spirit tells me time and time again, do not be deceived by differences. Recognize differences in perception do not matter. Differences in form do not matter. You know, this is how the ego uses perception. Differences and values and, you know, something's more important, something's more special, something's more valuable than something else. And the only sacrifice is the sacrifice of my oneness and seeking something outside of myself in order to make myself complete. I'm denying God, denying my own completion, my own state of grace. Ooh, I'm on a rock and roll. Two cups of coffee maybe <laughs> too much. <laughs> Sharing the limitless, boundaryless, seamless joy of creation, which is ours. Our perception of the universe. Was it in today's reading? Or did I read that? Our perception of ourselves should be the perception of the entire universe. That is what I am. I am, and I share that I am with God and with everybody. In stillness and joy and in peace, the end. <laughs> Thank you, Judy. Thank, Thank you, That you. Was pretty bubbly. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. It's so funny. I had a um a ride to uh um doctor's appointment,
6: and uh,
0: I had this thought I read in in the text, and it said, "I will not keep one thought between." holiness and my awareness of it and i repeated it over and over and i just held that thought for hours yesterday and my mind so opened up and expanded that i just i didn't feel like i was in my body at all it was so beautiful and of course it can't be described so i won't go there but um our holiness hold no thought between holiness and your awareness of it. I am complete. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Judy. That was great. Thank you for sharing that.
3: Hi, it's Karen again. I, I really wanted to share something. I hope it's okay. Let's try to make it short. Oh, yeah. um, on Sunday, I was at a meditation group, you know, and it's, a lot of really, really beautiful divine beings. And we're meditating. And I had all this, you know, kind of like thoughts about relationships and stories and my relationship dramas with people and so on. And then I went higher. And in the higher place, um, I realized that was the ego mind. I was in the level of the ego mind. And I sort of felt myself rising up into the light, into the Christ mind. And I had this um, image of a person in that space. And I thought, no, I'm not separate from that person. I don't have to perceive that person as a body. That's a choice right there, a decision. Do I want to be separate? Because if I want to see them as a body and see them as a separate being in this place, that will hurt this place that I'm in because it was this half light of oneness. And so there was a decision, a moment of decision in that place that said, no, I will hold no grievances. I will hold no grievances and I will keep no separation because I know that's not what this place is about. And then, of course, you know, then I, after meditation, I come back down into the, Ego mind, more or less, I have a lot of time, a huge amount of the time where I feel totally identified with the divine, you know, with that alignment with the Holy Spirit. And I don't perceive myself as a being with all this history and all these associations and stories swirling in my mind and all of that. But then there are other times when it feels very real, you know, when I'm triggered. So, um, I felt like the Holy Spirit took me on a journey of undoing the reason I keep getting caught in those ego states again and again, you know? And, and the Holy Spirit showed me a projection of the present moment that was really rooted in a childhood interpretation that was false. For me at this stage then I'm in, I can't do the spiritual bypass and just jump into I am the Christ and I am in a natural state of grace forever. Because at times, there are times when the ego mind has some power, something's trapped in the past. And it's not enough for me to just try to defend myself against the falsehood by saying that I am the truth. I had to allow the Holy Spirit to unwind it. And it did it showed me very clearly that what I was experiencing in the present moment was a projection. And it was based on an experience that I had, as a child, that had a lot of emotional energy and still. And then I looked at that place as a child. And I could see that it was an interpretation. It was a story. It was based on being trapped in the ego world. At that time and the belief in the ego world and fear and false, falsehood. And I feel like there is a, a probably a time for all of us when we're doing the Course where the Holy Spirit has to do the psychotherapy of unwinding the, the falsehood, you know? I know that I've touched the Christ mind, I've been there. I felt oneness and I felt space itself and I felt, you know, the holiness that that is our truth. But I know that there's still blocks in me, so um, that was kind of like a little resonant with what Sandra had shared. You know that we have to go through it and be patient I'm complete Thank you so much for letting me share that.
0: Oh, Karen, you just made the most vital point in
3: in that section
0: to my mind, so thank you very much for that.
8: Yeah, thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thanks, Karen.
2: Thank you for sharing that, Karen. That was beautiful.
8: Yes, thank you.
0: I just have a question. I hear this phrase, spiritual bypass, a lot. Well, not so much anymore. People haven't been saying that so much lately, but how can it how can we bypass it if it's all it? That's all. When I hear the phrase, I I think of, um, um, well, you know what? I think of many attempts I made before I understood the Course in Miracles to, um, heal something by putting a thought band-aid on it. And in point of fact, um, Judy, you know what third intention healing is. In point of fact, um, For the wounds that i carry within me um i've discovered they all need to be healed by third intention from the bottom up and unwinding um, is a really good good way to um to express that and i think it's the intention of that section confusion between strength and, and weakness um i've subtitled it in my book um I do that sometimes to help me remember what I've really learned uh, from the section. And What I really learned from this section is that the only way I can uh, learn trust is by trusting. Uh, patience is a good word. And I'm also reminded of how he said in the Principles for Miracles, in unwinding, Interpersonal conflict. I need to remember it's always in my mind first, and the confusion that's in my mind is what needs to be unwound. Um, I had a really good, a really excellent poem that I had been thinking about using as an opening this morning. The thought was from. Rainer Marie Rilke. I always stumble on his name, but he says, he says, let's see, we have no reason to mistrust our world, for it is not against us. Has it terrors? They are our terrors. Has it abysses? Those abysses belong to us are dangers at hand uh, we must try to love them and that's also um what unwinding means to me in the section in the manual for teachers he talks about is peace possible in this world and he says the world you see cannot be the world that god loves yet his word assures you that he loves the world God's Word has promised that peace is possible here, and what He promises can hardly be impossible. But it is true that the world must be looked at differently if His promises are to be accepted. What the world is, is but a fact. You cannot choose what this should be, but you can choose how you would see it. Indeed, you must choose this, and that's essentially what today's lesson i will there be light is asking us i will there be light i will there be light that beautiful lesson as it's given to us today ends with and now let a true perception come to me right yeah (laughs) I will experience the peace of true perception. We had an earlier lesson that God is the light in which I see, and it was followed by miracles are seen in light, and light and strength are one. My mind needs to learn to trust that promise because um, I have made. Um, I have made. Those things which I fear the most seem to be real. And so this section is telling me this is why I need miracles now. More than anything, in the Principles of Miracles, he said you need miracles now. I need to learn what trust is by trusting. I need to learn that the Holy Spirit is part of my mind by learning to trust the Holy Spirit. And that can only come to me uh, by way of resistance you know there's a friction between what I think is real and what is really real and when I allow Holy Spirit to lead me through that friction it is to my wonder that I discover he unwound something that I thought was very true perhaps it wasn't even in my awareness in fact most of the time it isn't in my awareness it's um Like the scales upon my eyes or the blinders um, that I put against sight so that I make myself safe in my own little world. I need miracles. I need miracles more than anything. He says, the only way to be healed, (laughs) the only way to be healed is to heal. I need to learn what that is. I need to meet those resistances that arise. With the strength of God in me and it turns out that the strength of God in me is what unwinds my belief and weakness I didn't I didn't arrive at lesson 74 there is no will but God's by putting a thought band-aid on my mind I can't convince myself that that's true just like you said Harrison why did God give me an independent will Why, why did he why did he even do that he he did that so that I could learn to release my mind from the tyranny of ego control so that I could learn that the prison bars are open Um I made the prison I made the abyss I made the gap I made every misunderstanding out of something that needs unwinding um, Where to go with that? Your only reality is your soul, he says, and the soul is in a state of grace forever. That is true enough. And the Holy Spirit stands between my ego mind and my soul, telling me, mediating always in favor of the soul. I can't um, tell my mind that that's true and know it's true. He wants me to have a direct experience of it, a direct knowing of it, not a a thought that's going to correct my misthought, but rather a direct experience of the truth. And that's how um, I learned these lessons, that... um, I learned trust by trusting, that's just how it is. By meeting, um, by meeting my own resistance, that's what I'm trying to say, by meeting my own resistance with the strength of God in me, I learned that my resistance is my ego, and my ego isn't real, and thereby I remember the soul and its knowledge. That's what all of this is leading me to. Every release, every open place, every wound I expose, every injury I take to the holy mind, every uh, error of mine that I take to the holy mind, every time I extend a hand to a brother, all of these things wind up teaching me That there is no will but God's. I was doing Course in Miracles for 30 years before I knew what he meant when he said there is no will but God's. I had to to learn that. I had to learn the truth of that by meeting resistance over and over and over again by learning to trust, by trusting, you know, by taking the step that I wasn't certain would be met. I wasn't certain. And find out that it was met by truth, every step is on the journey was like a step uh, into the unknowing in order to know see that's um, the only way to remember the soul and its knowledge so for every lesson, even now today, every lesson, I'm grateful because I know the outcome. I've learned to trust and finally realize, yeah, it's true. There is no will but God's. I thought I had a separate will, and that was the source of all my suffering. I need miracles to remind me that I can trust, and I'm so grateful that when I allow forgiveness to correct my sight, the miracle of truth returns to me I learn healing by healing I learn truth by trusting thereby I finally remember that the soul is his straight state of grace forever and that's my only reality that's how I discover what he means when he says natural it's natural there's something always in me not of me but there's something in me
4: that always knows
0: what's the next what's the next what's the next so in chapter 13 the way of salvation he ends he ends that gorgeous chapter with satan's um the holy spirit Tells you your will it is not hard to do your will he says the Holy Spirit tells you what it is and then he does it for you the other day i Regis shared a, a near death experience of someone and, and I had time yesterday while I was waiting so I, I listened to it I forget the lady's name but I think spirit on the ACIM chat and uh, the woman described her whole experience Um, by saying, all I learned was that if I don't resist, everything is perfect. All I need to learn to do is not resist, and perfection is revealed. That's a discovery. It's a discovery for me um, that as I trust, I learn that God is trustworthy. So anyway, those are just some thoughts I had about I will there be light and there is no will but God's. When I get out of the way, well, there it is. Anyway, I'm complete. Well, wow. <laughs> You told my story. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Karen. Okay. It's great. <laughs> Thank you Thank so
7: you much. So Bless much. your heart. Thank you. Yeah. Thank,
2: thank you, me. Lori. Thank you, beautiful Lori. Thank you, Lori. Um What you said about um the Holy Spirit will tell you what to do and then we'll do it for you. Happened to me once in 217 when I fell down in a parking lot and um or near the parking lot, and it would have been bad. But in the, you know, and it's very quick, but in the middle of that process, I heard the, a loud whisper, oh, relax, and then the Holy Spirit relaxed my whole body for me so that when I hit the ground, it wasn't hard. I wasn't really injured at all, and I got up just half a minute later, and I was fine. To me, that was kind of like a miracle. But it was showing that about how the Holy Spirit will tell you what to do and then do it for you because I wasn't the one who did who relax my body. It was the Holy Spirit. Thanks. I'm complete.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. That's how it is. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida.
2: And so perfect because I was at an ACIM retreat.
6: Good morning. This is Pat. Can I uh, <laughs> give you something
5: yes. to me? <laughs> okay.
6: Yes. Um, <laughs> on Monday, after four days of no water and all stuff going on, then last night it was no electricity, and I'm right downtown. So, <laughs> anyway, those were what was going on. And I was it's two thirty in the morning, and I usually get up and walk a little bit around that time. And I realized that I experienced a knowing that I didn't want to believe or feel someone's love for me because it hurt too much when they were gone. I am relating this to my father because of circumstances at that time. But I also saw that I've been doing that most of my lifetime. And then I realized that the word lost, was I've heard it a million times if I've heard it once, but I just didn't con- contact with it. But the contact came when the word "gone" in my life. Um, it was like um, "gone" meant the person is no longer there. There's no contact or desire any. There was an invisible wall to the love that was there. And all my life I thought I wasn't the one that was able to give love, but I, the real truth was that I was unable to receive it because the pain of all these uh, abandonments in my young, young life when I really couldn't think the word "loss" or gone, I just felt it. And those are the things that I've gone through, all kinds of 12 steps, all kinds of therapy, all kinds of this and that. And slowly, slowly, it's been less, it's gone away. And these little things that happened that were actually really kind of colored my whole life. And I'm grateful for the miracles that I see when I Stop thinking, I guess it's Einstein who said something about that. I think 99 times and find nothing. I stop thinking, swim in silence, and the truth comes to me. And anyway, that's, I really can't control when I get what I get. I really can't control what it does until I get it and I know, know it. And uh, I really don't know how to put all this stuff together, but I am grateful you're here, and I'm grateful even at my age, things are healing. So thank you for being here.
0: Oh, Pat, I'm so glad you shared all of that. And you put it together beautifully. Oh, by the way, thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Pat. It's so nice to hear from you, too. Stick
0: your voice, mhm really Karen. Think. I think you had something excuse me i I thought you heard i thought I heard you say something earlier, um but I didn't think you finished, or perhaps I'm mistaken.
3: No, I think I'm okay, thanks, okay.
9: This is Renee. Um, I'm really glad people are talking about the atonement process, the purification process. And I was wanting to read the... In the development of trust, it talks about a period of undoing and then a period of sorting out and then a period of relinquishment a period of settling down, a period of unsettling, and then finally there's a period of achievement. And you know for years I thought gosh, how, I want to get to that achievement. <laughs> yeah. And then I just finally came to the conclusion this is it's just going on all the time. You know? I I'll feel peace and then there's something else that needs to be cleared and purified and it's an ongoing process. Um, so, and being in in the safety of and heart resonance, it it makes it a lot easier for this to happen for me to have an. You know, I, and I think about different healing modalities I've experienced. And I love that word, unwinding, Laurie, that, you know, that's another, it, you know, undoing, um, unwinding. You know, I think about things like craniosacral, or you're unwinding, or or and how it's the realizing uh, the safety and... Um, I've been going, <laughs> this has been going on for a while, going through boxes of papers, and every day I'm throwing something away, and it's just like the stuff in the box multiplies, you know, I don't know, but because I keep going through it, and then I'm finally willing to let something go, um, but it's... um. It's a process.
0: I'm complete. It is a process. I, that was just beautiful, Renee. Put me in mind oh, of thank um, you. everything I meet with. Everything I meet with the uh, Holy Spirit expands the soul, you know. And um, I don't think it is ever finished. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank
3: you. That was really meaningful to me because, you know, I feel like this undoing process, it's clearing this falsehood that my ego mind has created all these beliefs and they're packed with emotion, emotional energy like thought forms and energy, emotional energy that's completely false. But even though I know it superficially, there is a part of this that that really needs to be cleared deeply. I can't just say, oh yeah, I know everything from the past and from my ego is a falsehood. It's, it, it has to be a deeper process than that because there's things in the unconscious I don't even know about. But thank you for acknowledging that. I really appreciate it, complete. Beautiful,
0: thank you, Karen. I cleared something this
2: past week that I was guided to tell somebody about, confess, or whatever you want to call it, that this thing happened in the past, you know, which doesn't exist. um, And then, don't talk about it anymore. So that's what I did. I told it to my therapist. Then I wrote something to the other person involved. And then... So Took a letter, crunched it up, lit the corner of it over my sink, blew it out, or it goes out fast because I guess the paper these days is made to not burn very quickly, and uh, and threw it away. I never talk about it. I'll never talk about it or what it is, what it was again, and I feel like I did a good
0: job of letting go. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Ida. Thank you, Ida.
3: Thank you, Ida.
0: Well, okay.
3: there was something, Lori. you picked up on it. And yes. Was, you were right. But I can wait until after the, um, if you want to close the call, I okay. can.
0: Oh, I'd love to hear what it is, for no. the accordion's sake. Sure.
3: Okay, so um part of the reading today is that the will of God is our joy. But the ego tells me it's a sacrifice. The ego tells me that it involves suffering. And um we had this I had this lesson when I was with um with Amma and and it was like this. And I know it's a very materialistic kind of a lesson but it's symbolic of how the ego-mind works. You know, there's a lot of seva that goes on around mother. And when I say that, I mean like, you know, 12 hours on your feet without a drink of water or a trip to the bathroom, it's like serious. So one year we were in California and we were on staff at the California Ashram. And um, there was this big push to do specialty food. So there were all these different cooks, and they gave me um, <laughs> the seva of making vegetarian lasagna. I would make one vegan and one regular, you know, and I had to make these this sauce, and it was in this big, huge, huge metal pot on the propane stove. You know, I can't even – you could climb in the pot. That's how big it was. Mm. And I had to make two of those, and then I would make – 20 trays of lasagna during the day and it was 12 hours without a drink of water and you know to the ego it was like oh my god you know but the truth of the matter that i've never ever shared before is that when you're doing the will of god it's pure joy you know maybe you feel your body occasionally maybe you feel like you know it's a slight awareness that you haven't haven't had any water but it's It's like you're watching a miracle happen through you. That's the will of God. And and she has us do things like that that are physical. And I know that that's not what the Course is talking about, but it's that emptiness to just be willing to show up and do anything at all for the will of God to come through you. And in the Course in Miracles, the Holy Spirit will guide us to be doing miracles with other human beings by extending love and helping them open their perception. So it takes it to a totally different place. But the idea is still the same when the light in your mind shines so brightly, there's a paragraph in the reading today that the Christ mind shines out so brightly, that it dispels the darkness in other people's minds. So there's, that's the great joy, you know. The ego will tell me, it's, oh, it's too hard, and oh, my God, I don't want to do that. Oh, my body couldn't do it, and all of the other things it says. But the truth is that when you step into that position of God's will, the joy is unbelievable. I'm complete. Thank you. I am
0: so glad you shared that. Just, oh, boy actually you know it's just absolutely totally perfect because the place i wanted to um end this recording not the call but i wanted to end this recording is coming right up next week we're going to read it uh, maybe even friday but it goes like this it Karen this follows perfectly it's from chapter 8 paragraph 17 to fulfill the will of god perfectly is the only joy and peace that can be fully known, because it is the only function that can be fully experienced. When this is accomplished, then, there is no other experience. Yet the wish for other experience will block its accomplishment, because God's will cannot be forced upon you, being an experience of total willingness. The Holy Spirit knows how to teach this but you do not. That is why you need him and why God gave him to you. His only, only his teaching, only his teaching will release your will to God's, uniting it with his power and glory and establishing them as yours. Total willingness. You share them as God shares them because this is the natural outcome. Of their being this is the nature of the journey uh, that we're called and the reward uh, the great reward of walking uh, this way with truth so thank you for that share and thank you um, everyone who calls who reads who does the lessons and who shares because uh, the way is by holding each other hand each other's hands So, thank you all. And uh, I'm so grateful. What a perfect call
8: you've made this. So, we'll end the recording. uh, But please...